0: One of those trial, trial and error kind of thing. I always love cooking, and I'm, I'm very um. What's the word for it? Like, I get challenged when I taste something that I really like. I feel like I have to learn how to make that, okay. and I do uh, at home trial and error until I get the taste that I want to get. And so uh, I taste different people, like like me personally, I. Me, my husband, you know, uh, we go around every Mondays we're closed. We go different Filipino restaurants, um, not just Filipino restaurants, but Asian Christine to taste the difference and how can we improve ours. Okay. And so, and uh, from there, even before we had our own restaurants, we've been doing that and we just love, we, we're eaters, we're <laughs> lovers.
1: Hello everyone. This is Turuturo, the Filipino restaurant podcast. Where each week we profile restaurants or food trucks serving delicious Filipino cuisine. This is your host Jean Carango, avid home cook and event promoter for the Adobo Throwdown Cooking Competition and Food Expo. Here is part one of our interview with Arby Pluto of Mal's Kitchen. So, Arby, I wanted to ask about your buffet. So, so what do you offer? What the, What are the hours of your buffet?
0: Um, yes, for the, our buffet, we do have a buffet all day during the weekends, um, Saturday, Sunday, all day from 11 a.m. all the way till we close 8, 8 p.m. And then during the weekdays from Tuesday through Friday, we do have buffet um, from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then after 4 p.m., we shut down buffet, um, starting with the regular dine-in. We start combos, um, uh, just, you know. Just dine in. There's no more buffet.
1: Okay. So you have, you have a lunch buffet during the week, and then uh, and then all day buffet uh, on the weekends.
0: Yes. Right? Uh, the difference is um, for the week weekend. Uh, it's a bigger buffet, uh, of course, for a little bit higher amount of fries. During the weekdays, it's a, it's like half of what we serve during the weekend, um, but it's also so much cheaper. We sometimes call it a lunch budget buffets it's like the idea of it the idea behind it is because of our location where we at it's a business area we get a lot of customers that all uh walks in together like a a group that they they are on either 30 minutes break or one hour lunch and so they want their food grab and go Mm -hmm. (laughs) that makes sense And so I think offering them a smaller buffet, it will give them um, a little bit of options for a cheaper amount of price. It's on the budget um, being, you know, just being on lunch um, to be able to, you know, satisfy their their uh, hunger and their cravings as well at the same time. and, And, you know, having this all options and not just one thing that what if they don't like it, you know?
1: So, how much
0: is the lunch buffet for our weekdays buffet is only 12.99 okay. so, um, it, and it, it uh even though it's like a half pretty much half of what we serve during the weekend it still gives you the options of uh one dish with fish uh one uh pork one with beef one with chicken one with vegetables um, and then uh, at least one appetizer, soup, and then fried rice and steamed rice, and then desserts and fruits. And so it still gave you that option. It's just less of, uh, like on the weekends is, let's say, it has two porks, um, and then it has this much of chicken and, you know, this much of beef kind of thing. Okay. It says
1: $12.99. That's a really good deal because typically yeah. – a lunch entree even a lunch spec combo mm-hmm. is like typically like nine dollars so yeah. you know for just three or four dollars more basically you're, you you eat all you can and then says so yeah. 99 for the uh lunch buffet uh, how much is it for the weekend buffet
0: our weekend buffet is 16.99 so it's okay. like four dollar difference but it doubles your options from the what you can have during the weekends
1: Sure. that's still a very reasonable prices typically you, you see those buffets at the 18.99 range
0: yes and and people need to understand and i think they do um the uh, customers are very understanding about the pricing thank you well a lot at least you know majority of the uh our customer that we encounter they are very uh understanding how everything after covid just went up is everything went through and then you know and it's just not us um but everywhere so the cost of the food is like you know if we stay from how much it was back before the COVID it's just there's no restaurants gonna make it
1: (laughs) so what's the biggest challenge about having uh, like the, the lunch buffet and then that, just operating the buffet. What are the, what are the challenges of operating a buffet versus, you know, uh, um, you yeah, made to order?
0: Um, It's pros frozen cons for both. Um, Cause we started with just a weekend buffet and just a regular dining on the weekends. And so for us being a new established restaurant that, uh, we still have you know we we encounter a lot of times that short of people or sometimes we have a lot of enough people but then someone called in it's just something came up and uh, you know cook to order kind of thing is like you have to when when someone order you have to cook it and it takes time and so if you have a group of people that ordered it will it will make that time longer than it already is mm-hmm. And so having the buffet, I, I will say the pros of the pros part of it is, is the, like, you don't have to worry so much about their service, because they serve their self, you just sit them, give them their drink, and you don't have to worry, like so much about them. It, you know, you just have to make sure you have everything on the line, and you're okay, even if you have 10 people walking at the same time. Oh. <laughs> so. Uh, cook to order. Uh, the the cons about buffet is you know, um, it's a lot more food that it's coming out. Then you have to really watch out of how much you put out to make sure that you can make your waste in the very minimal as possible. So,
1: okay. And so what are what are the cons of, of a buffet? Like what are the, what are the challenges?
0: The challenges. Um, it's more of before you open (laughs) and, uh, first, uh, in the morning, you know, uh, preparing, it's like all the work is like before off, like, you know, before you, you open the door. Um, but then when you open the door, it's all good. Um, challenges is like, uh, uh, I think it's a learning process of, uh, better, Uh, you know, estimating the thing because it's a trial error. You don't know to begin on a beginner in the beginning how much people are going to be here. And so sometimes you're going to make more than you need. And and those food that you put out, it's exposed. You cannot put it back. So Mm -hmm. once it's out there, by the end of the day, it's either, you, you know, you get rid of it or you give it to your employee and, you know, not really supposedly that they cannot take it home. (laughs) But, you know, but bottom line is you cannot serve it again because it's been exposed. And on top of that, it's all burnt by the end of the day. Yeah, (laughs) because you have have to
1: keep it to temperature, right? And because you have to keep the temperature, it stays warm. It has to stay (laughs) above 130 degrees. So, It uh, when, when it's dry, there's a reason why it's dry because you came in at 3 30 in the afternoon, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
0: so how do you
1: determine like what goes on the buffet?
0: Um, like, what is- balance do you have? Do you have it
1: all right. I need to have this many appetizers, I have to have this many entrees, then I have to have this many desserts. How do you make that decision?
0: Um, the way I do it is I put uh, okay we have to have at least one of each thing like okay we have to have at least one chicken we have to have if it's if we're talking about a smaller buffet like the no, 12 just a lunch, yeah, 12.99. yeah so uh we have to have at least even though it's only 12.99 we have to give options of if for for some people what if they don't eat pork so we, we have to make sure that it has seafood, it has um, pork, it, ha- it has the chicken, it has the beef. So even if they only have this much, and let's say it's a 10 options, it has one each, not like, you know, having pork menudo and then you have pork adobo and it's like you have a bunch of pork right there and then you're missing chicken. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how we, I, I did uh, how we did on our buffet. And so and then we have to make sure they have at least one appetizer and then they have options of rice and it's just rice is the cheapest thing so um, just put the rice there <laughs> anyway just you know at least a steamed rice and a fried rice and then the noodles the And we still try to put the popular ones where uh for us because the way we we think of it is once we put it up there it's there it we cannot put it back so If we can sit people on the buffet, it will save us from waste. So we try to make them eat on the buffet by putting the popular ones. And so it won't get to waste. And so, although, however, if they do the regular dining, it's actually so much cheaper for us because it's less food they eat. As well as, you know, it's more costs. Um, if they order one appetizer and one meal, it's already overlapped the, the $12.99 and it's like $15, 16 somewhere right there. But on the other hand, our buffet line is going to get to waste because we cannot put it back. So we always encourage to sit on the buffet rather than doing the regular dining if we have the buffet going. So... Mm-hmm. And, and I think but no. the challenge goes too. So it's it's like, you know, uh try to encourage them, like, oh, you should try this.
1: <laughs> okay. And- so how do, how often do you have to replace like the of course you're constantly monitoring what you're in what the your your uh the amounts, right? To see if you have to uh make some more or bring some more from the back. Are you constantly trying to replenish? How often do you have to replenish?
0: Um, for the weekend is more. Um, during the weekdays is not really. It's so much slower to compare with uh, the weekends. And so that's why also we decided to have like a bigger during the weekend. It's like a family day. Um, so for the weekends, I will I'll say like, because uh, we, we put very little bit of everything. And so it will keep it warm uh, better at the same time. If it happens to be in a waste, it's not so much. So refills, it's about two to three times, depending on uh, the, the flows of the people coming in. But yeah, and because it's still, um, and then when we happen to have to go. Uh, if we just put it there, you know, it's not drying up as yet. And then sometimes we get it from there. So it's it, like, especially for those that they on the rush. Okay. So I will say about like that two to three. And then uh for appetizers, we normally just put some when someone walks in because uh, we put lumpia so we all know lumpia it's better served when it's fresh and so we we kind of like counts how many people we have sitting and so go from there how many are we going to drop for the line and then if they run out we can always just cook some more
1: yeah and that's a pretty easy cook because they like two, minutes, two three yeah. minutes to replenish. so that's not that's not hard but coming up with you know uh <laughs> Oh yeah, um, the,
0: the, the, the one that is very time-consuming because everything is cooked separately and every time you replace, I have to put them all together and put it there. So yeah.
1: So have you thought about the feasibility of like the business decision of keeping the buffet or I uh, versus doing uh, doing everything made to order? Is it still worth it that the labor savings you have um with uh, with the buffet kind of overwrites any uh the advantages of just purely making made to order?
0: Yeah, I think it's it's kind of even out. Um it balanced because it's balanced the labor cost, you know, it doesn't require you to have so many people working in a kitchen. Um uh, rather than um uh, having it like cook to order because you need more people so even though you're putting a little bit more extra towards the food you are actually not you're not paying so much with your labor costs and so it, it it evens out it's just a matter of uh what matters more to you is it more of like you know because the advantage with the plating is you have that chance to make it look nice and pretty you know kind of dress the plate when they get to the table unlike the buffet it's like you know they just put it on the plate and they eat it but they do it themselves so it doesn't matter so uh but yeah it evens out uh it's less stressful having the buffet like I said it's just busy before you open the door because you have to cook everything and set it up um but once it's set all set up you open the door and you don't replace the food anyway all at the same time it's kind of one at a time kind of thing and um it's just so much easier and then again what's
1: the most popular in the buffet
0: the most popular it i don't know why but Adobo is just number one all the time. Buffet or not buffet. <laughs> um, lumpia, our number one seller. Um, chicken adobo, pork adobo, and pan set. That right. is like the number one. It doesn't matter how slow we get. Let's say uh, what this weather that we have uh, last, few, uh, last month or so, when it get really, really cold, when there's almost no customer, um I don't I think it was last month when that happened it's like icy cold outside and yep. nobody wants to drive it doesn't matter how slow we get the adobo pancit and lumpia will get sale <laughs> it's like those are the ones that it will never get zero so the
1: so I wanted to ask you about the adobo your adobo recipe uh is that something that you affected yourself or was it something that it was handed down to you like how did you develop your uh, your recipes for for those big three how did you develop your recipes for the pork adobo chicken adobo and the pancit?
0: it's kind of one of those that I study myself um, it's I learned from friend and then this is what I pick up from this person. I pick up from this person and I thought they're both good and I put it together. <laughs> oh, and I tried, uh, I, I'm a food lover. I eat so much, um, go out a lot. Um, my husband is the same way and his mom is a good cook. Um, and so it just, we always experiment. It's It, it kind of turned into a habit of, like okay let's try this let's try that and so it became a habit of ours that when we taste and this is even before the restaurant happened and so we just like to experiment and 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 until now we have the restaurant we even have a bigger kitchen to to even experiment more (laughs) and so we kind of like every day we we tried something different and we add something to like how can we improve this and so yeah
1: okay and so so that's what you did for both the, all the the two adobos and the punset was just through uh experimentation and uh, until you tweaked it until you get the you dialed it in right
0: yes and 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 uh it's i just like come out with my own recipe it's but yes experiment is number one uh, number another is you know friends that cooks um, and then you know asking question is the biggest thing because if you just watch video on YouTube will say um, it's it's gonna tell you the step, but it won't tell you the secret. <laughs> so mm. it that's kind of like the thing that when you ask people around, that's what you, um, what you learn more to like to enhance the taste of what you already know the process kind of thing. Okay, so
1: is, do you have a dish that is uh, very unique to your restaurant that you feel like it's different from other Filipino restaurants?
0: Um, I will say is the menudo. Okay. Uh, my menudo, it's always been my recipe. Um, it it's something that it it's always been my favorite. It's like uh, I remember back home at uh, you know in the Philippines, it's always served on uh, any special occasions. It's never off menu. It's like on fiesta, oh. weddings, and things like that. So. It's something that I always look forward and when I got here in the United States, it's like, you know, I, I want to make sure I know that because um, I, I crave for a lot for that. And so that is something that um, I I specialize, like, you know, that that I it, it, it's just a, a lot of things that, you know, the marinating, that the um it's just all that the um I learned so a, lot of, a
1: lot of work goes into it it's, a, it's yes. a, a labor of love
0: yes and i think that's like one of my specials uh even before we opened restaurants that's the dish that always get ordered from me uh okay. beside the lumpia so, uh, okay. i have customers that that before we open the restaurant, that know me for that, like th- that's what they know me for,
1: okay. and um. And then just just to so j- just to clarify for those who do, who do not know, this is the this is not the menudo from the Mexican cuisine. This is Filipino menudo, which is traditionally this is pork, right? You you make it with pork
0: yes yes right. uh, pork belly and if you don't have problem with liver uh, i highly recommend because <laughs> it cooks with the pork liver as well right. um and and that's one more thing um the menudo being on the menu a lot of mexicans are actually surprised like i have some customers that um they will order it just because they are so curious about it mm. uh they they're like you know thinking like you know how we are so similar with Mexicans okay
1: so you so you part a little bit about the Filipino culture with your uh, customers
0: yes yes Uh, a lot of uh, Filipino culture uh, goes on to our restaurants our goal is to be able to you know kind of give them the taste of home being here in United States and for the um, uh, you know for our uh, specifically for Filipino customers like you know to give them the taste of home, make them feel like they're on the Philippines for a little bit at least during the 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 meal, um, and then for Americans uh, customers is to kind of show them, I, like some idea of what it is back there. Okay, like, so what, for what for
1: your it? for your American customers, do they ask? other questions outside of the food do they ask about the culture though yeah. okay
0: oh yes they do um like you know um for things like the places um like what to visit there um, what's the popular because it's like for some people that they they've been thinking of um visiting uh Philippines but they kind of, you know, they're scared of what to expect because uh, a lot of times it only shows the bad part of the Philippines. They don't know the good side of it. And so they ask question: is it true that it's Philippines is like this and that? And I'm like, you know, for a bad side of it, you know, that's not just Philippines. I think every corner of each um, country has a bad side, but Philippines is not all that. Um, we have so many good places to go and anywhere in the country has a good food that it's authentic for itself like you know um, it's like their own way of cooking because we are so regional kind of uh, people that um, each places make it differently and good in its own way okay so anywhere you go it's a different experience so
1: which region are you you from Huh? Uh, what which, which region are you from?
0: Yes, uh, I am from Cavite, Philippines. So we're like the next province after Manila. So Wait, Shara, aren't you from Cavite? Yes. Yes. And from oh. Cavite
1: also. Yeah. Nice. Nice yeah. to meet you. <laughs> yeah, we came, we, we went to the Philippines. We actually visited, uh, we went to Tagaytay and then met up with Shara. And uh, this was uh, a couple of months ago, and uh, the I had not gone to the Philippines since 2019, and a lot <laughs> changed between 2019 and this year. It seems like there's a lot more people are uh, businesses and people are a lot more mindful about tourism. So everything's geared towards tourism. This is the best time to go to the Philippines because they are very. Uh, everybody's very friendly everybody's very tourist friendly all you know all the businesses are really really catering to tourists that is a wonderful time to go yeah i can't wait to go back
0: that is very nice it made me excited <laughs> yeah.
1: what was the last time you were back in the philippines
0: it was actually 2019 so you yeah, right yep. wow, i need to see that what are you talking about
1: oh yeah things have changed um I think they used COVID to kind of help rebuild. Like during that time, everything was shut down. So they really had no choice, but they they worked a lot more on the infrastructure. And then something happened with the tourism. It was, it's completely different. It is like every, uh, before you used to worry about, you know, getting getting ripped off or, or people being, um, it wasn't as welcoming as when we, when we, uh, uh, when we visited two months ago, it's like completely different. It was just so refreshing to see everything was was catered to the tourist. You know, there were, people are, are are really making that investment, and so they want tourists to come back. So wow. yeah, if you, I highly recommend that uh, whenever you can to go to 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 visit. Because yeah, there's a, there's so many changes. Everything's it, everything's a lot nicer. Uh, yeah, you know, the, the plates are a lot nicer, and there's so much, there's so many restaurants, there's so much good food, it's amazing.
0: That's so nice, you, you should have, uh, you must have tried the Bulalo, you went to Tagay Thai. Yep,
1: we sure did, Shara <laughs> hooked us up with the best place for the Bulalo, and then all these wonderful, we had the best view, she hooked us up with the best view of the city, uh, we went to this dessert place, we had the, uh, the ube chowperado. I'd never had that before with Dangit. It was awesome. So, share yeah. a us up.
0: That is nice. Oh, well, believe it or not, I've been wanted to go. Well, maybe when I find that that someone that I can live in a restaurant. <laughs> yeah,
1: there you go. Uh, uh, yeah,
0: you can just outsource it. One but, year from now, hopefully, okay. I'll be able to leave the restaurant to someone. <laughs> what do you miss the
1: most uh, from the Philippines?
0: What I miss the
1: most.
0: Yep. I, I wouldn't say the food. It used to be the food, but no, not really. Because I feel like right here, you know, we I, I can eat them anytime I want. So mm-hmm. uh, what I miss the most is, yeah, maybe the culture itself. I used to go almost every single year until 2019. After COVID hits, it stopped me there. And I haven't been back and, supposed to be coming back this year, but then, you know, the restaurant happened, and so I don't think we can do it this year. Um, but I really miss the culture, and so that's what I, I'm i trying to bring here.
1: So how how you, how you are you doing that? How are you, are you trying to do that in your restaurant?
0: Yes. Um, like, uh, karaoke, you know, the... The culture itself, it's not a party without karaoke. That's yeah. how we do it. Um, uh, we don't we don't have a set a karaoke night as yet, but uh, probably after this month, uh, later on the, down the, the road, it's just our weekends has been busy this month. And so our target is Saturdays. But uh, since we're so busy this month, um, maybe later on, we can have like a specific day for everybody. But it's always on anytime it's requested. So we have customers just go there and just have some snack, have some halo-halo and some fish balls and um, just request for karaoke. And they just sing there on a (laughs) quarter. Um, so that's what I want to bring here. And then like, you know, the, the, yeah, the culture itself, I will say, um, you know, the people getting together. And so believe it or not, on our busy days, we still manage to have some fun after hours. We have friends over, you know, and a restaurant and just have some couple of shots here and there and just, just gathering and just like how we do it there. Um, things like that and um yeah thank goodness we have now like you know some festivals here that kind of help that um because that's what i bring i i there is no place like home it's just it's hard to you know like how can you bring everything here (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah a little bit of time so and then i i I should
1: have asked you this before but who come out who came How'd you come up with the name for your restaurant, Mahal's Kitchen?
0: Good question. <laughs> well, Mahal's Kitchen is actually came from uh, like me and my husband. Uh, we call each other Mahal. Um, back when we were start dating, uh, people, friends specifically, call us Mahals because it was you know we're starting dating. And so honeymoon stage is like, we just too clingy. And so when we're walking in together, they always say like, oh, my house is coming. And so it kind of just start being like a trademark, like people call us my house because we call each other my house. It's just we're too clingy. And so, uh, even other people, like friends, call us, hey, Mahal. Like, even though they know my name is Arby, but because me and my other half call each other Mahal, they call us that, too, just to kind of mess with us. And so um, that's how we came up with the name. Cool. Oh, yeah, that's good. And then
1: you, you um, um, you know, I, I like the way you decorated your restaurant. It, Is uh, there's it's got a a homey feel, but it's also very there's a parts of very minimalist. It's very clean, so there's not a whole lot of clutter. uh, Unlike you see a lot of other Filipino restaurants, there's you know there's there's like boxes all over the place. It's just not as well kept. Yours is very uh, is very organized, um, and I, I like the way. So use some kind of, uh, some neon lighting, just very small touches of neon lighting that just adds, it, it just uh, adds a sense of style. So I really like the the inside mm-hmm. of your restaurant.
0: Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we try to make it as less clattered as possible. Um, we actually have like, you know, um, like boxes um lbz box but we try to hide that
1: Yeah, the boxes. <laughs> as
0: much as possible when it get dropped it need to get going like as, as soon as the next day or we put it somewhere that it's not you know like the cluttered um we put on one side and like anything that it doesn't necess- necessarily need i believe it or not our table used to be just an empty table Just nothing on the table because I I just, I hate cluttered personally. (laughs) So, but, you know, it's start getting feedback. Uh, It's kind of, it's kind of a little depressing. And so we have to add a little bit more to it. So we put like centerpiece and that, that uh, salt and pepper and like napkins to kind of just put add colors as well. And so and we, we try to make it as neat as, it, as possible, um, you know, and I think that kind of helps with wow. advertising as well, what we're trying to be, because we do a lot of events, we want our restaurant to be presentable us every you know every day and so when we people you can do your party here it invites them like oh i would love my party to happen here because it's pretty yep
1: we had our party there with the philippine american chamber of commerce so um (laughs) we had our holiday party there so we had uh we were trying to find a a place and i remember that uh yeah i had gone to your place maybe a couple of weeks before that, and they said, you know, I recommend it to our our, our board. And uh, we decided to have the holiday party at your place. Everybody had a great time. It was good food and, uh, you know, good location. And and, uh, and everybody, it was all, everybody was entertained. So we had a fantastic time. Of course, we had the karaoke machine. So so people started singing. So, you know, just being true Filipinos. So it was a wonderful time. I highly recommend uh, uh, you know having a function at, at your restaurant. Uh, yeah. Speaking of your restaurant, yeah. so the style. So who came up with the style? Who, who's in charge of decorating? I do. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Turuturo, the Filipino Restaurant Podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play tayo Thank you so much, and I'll see you in the next episode. That was part one of our interview with RB Puto of Mahal's Kitchen. On the next episode of the Turu Turu podcast,
0: Mahal's Kitchen is actually came from uh, like me and my husband. Uh, we call each other Mahal. Um, Back when we were start dating, uh, people, friends specifically, call us my house because it was, you know, we're starting dating. And so, honeymoon stage is like, we just still clingy. And so, when we're walking in together, they always say, like, oh, my house is coming. And so, it kind of just start being like a trademark, like, people call us my house.